Welcome back to Where Are All My Friends. This week is with Emperor's Night, a band from New Zealand who moved to Los Angeles and started building their following by washing cars in exchange for a follow on Instagram. It is a remarkably cool story. I'm going to keep this intro very, very short because I basically intro it all right in the beginning of the episode. So if you like it, let your friends know, share the episode, follow the podcast, rate the podcast, all that good stuff, and enjoy. Where are all my friends? This is a cool one. We are with Emperor's Night. What an interesting story. This is probably the most interesting story that I have ever done on the podcast. And I think it'll be a little bit of a unique episode because we're literally experiencing this happening in real time on a daily, weekly basis. And that's exactly what I want to talk about and hear about. So Emperor's Night, I met you literally because you were posting on Instagram or you were printing out flyers saying that you would wash people's cars for free if they followed your band on Instagram. And that trickle down effect happened where I was working out of race service and you guys came through. I think you messaged Andy there and you ended up washing a bunch of cars at race service. We got to talking and I just thought your story was so, so cool and so interesting And in this podcast, like what, you guys have been in LA now for how long? About uh, 10 weeks, I would say. Okay, wow. So not a lot of time. Not a lot of time. And as I said, this is all kind of happening in real time. And just the idea that you are from New Zealand and you came to LA with this idea, or I mean, I'll let you tell the story, but I just kind of am trying to set up the story for a listener to understand why this is so interesting. That is that I have spoken far too much. Go ahead and introduce yourselves and elaborate. Well, perfectly set up, Andrew. Thanks for having us on. Firstly, we really appreciate it. Um, yeah. we're, we're three brothers in the band. I'm Bud. And I'm Anand. And I'm Dion. Uh, and we are here, as you say, promoting ourselves by car washing and uh, trying to work out if that's going to work for us. And <laughs> firstly, I guess it's very encouraging that it's been our response so far. We, um, when we started off, we did a little bit of market research with the idea. Um, we took around to some keepers and stuff and showed them and asked what they thought would think if they got that flyer. And one guy said, is this some sort of social experiment? <laughs> so perhaps it is. Perhaps we're engaged in some sort of social experiment as well as promoting our band. <laughs> I guess we should sum up briefly why we did it to you. So uh, when we came to LA, we were looking to obviously promote an EP we put out recently. And online seems such a cluttered space. It's so full right now, particularly with the pandemic. We'd, we'd looked into different avenues and so on and, and no ideas came Yeah, to us well, away. we thought, so let's print a flyer. But you can't exactly say, listen to my band on a flyer. You need to be a little more interesting. Oh, yeah. We thought that it would, if you got a flyer in your mailbox, that might be interesting, merely the fact that it was from a band. That's true. Because have you ever gotten a flyer from a band before? And, and, no. At, yeah. at your home, yeah. No, home. May, maybe 10 years ago on the street to come out to a club night or something like that. Yeah, more, more those right. sort of things. But, so we went through a variety of ideas. We came up with a joke about Guardian services, because usually flyers are guardian yeah, services. We didn't want to just say, hey, listen to our music on a flyer. We thought we could. Exactly. So then we had, uh, would you like your lawn mode? We can't help because we are a rock band. <laughs> we, we, we laughed at that, but then we're like, well, what's someone actually going to do with it? Let's go a bit further. And one of the basis of starting a new business, we always felt, was offer something. Offer something yeah. free. If you want some, some of people's time, give them something. 
Uh, so we thought, what can we do as a service? And we thought we could wash people's cars. Someone, be a fun little yeah, thing. Someone mentioned, uh, what about a car wash? And that all struck us immediately as well. Yeah. That seems like a, a good idea. When we were all uh, little kids, we used to go around the neighborhood and wash cars for pocket money. I did that we too. Thinking like, we were like, <laughs> where, where do our skills really lie? Like what service can we provide that we, we're experts in? I think, yeah, so we were riffing on the gardening thing and we were like, what are people actually going to do with this flyer? And then we thought, why don't, well, and I sort of, I remember thinking, oh, we could actually like do their gardens or something <laughs> in exchange for Apollo. And then, but, but then we were like, obviously, practically, that's just going to be insane. And then Definitely we were insane. like, what if we kill someone's rose bush? There's far too much at stake here. <laughs> yeah. We take that bit of it. So when, um, I can't remember who said it, but when one of us said about the um, car wash, we were it, was like, like, I, it was you. Yeah, thank you. Just it was you. Make... <laughs> Wasn't it you? I'm pretty sure it was me. When <laughs> <laughs> um, one of us came up with the car wash, idea, I was like, okay, yeah, we could do a car in a small amount of time. You know, it's it's something that, you know, it would be, it would be unique. Yeah. So we printed 20,000 flyers that said, as you Holy. said, want a free car wash? Uh, we are a rock band from New Zealand. If you follow us on Instagram, we will wash your car for free. And then we added literally, because it wasn't until we added that that people thought we were actually going to do well, it. Yeah, when we went around doing market research, like we hadn't quite got the wording right. We went into um, went into some shops and asked the shopkeepers uh, who were bored standing around with nothing to do what they thought. And people took a bit to get the idea. And yeah. so we needed to get the word in really simple and so on. And some people were like, uh, oh, surely this isn't real. You're not actually going to wash a car for an Instagram. Right. So we had to add the literally. And people still are like, are you really going to do this? But like, we <laughs> That's said the first thing. We, even, yeah. even now that we've got, what, at least 50, 60 posts? I don't even know. Even more, actually, yeah. I think. Car washing posts of us doing people's cars in LA. People still message us <laughs> and say, are you actually going to wash my car? Is this for real? <laughs> Is this for real? <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was that was the reaction that I got. Like, we were all at race service and we're like, wait, actually, so you just follow them and they wash your car? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it is like, but you said two things that I think were really, really important in doing this that I think are brilliant mm -hmm. is one, you did market research, which mm -hmm. I don't think enough people do. And even that doesn't have to be some big, crazy time intensive thing. Like, you just went and asked people you just kind yeah. of started to like get that idea out there and i think that that's a very simple thing that is oftentimes missed and uh -huh. then the other thing was that value proposition uh -huh. of if you expect something from somebody what are you giving them yeah and that is such a another thing that i think is oftentimes overlooked or missed in business or wanting things from people like mm -hmm. There are so many people asking for our time, our attention, our money, our subscriptions, our this is our that. So it's like, instead of just being like, yo, listen to my band, it's like, what can I do for you that would give, you know, like that, that would be a fair exchange for the time of day. Yeah. And it's like, it is a little bit of a silly thing to think about because obviously like when your band is huge, people are trying to listen to your band and they want to, and they're paying to see you in concert, but everybody kind of has to start somewhere. And I just... This whole podcast is about people's come up stories and people, how people got to where they're at. Mm -hmm. So in this, I'm like, oh my God, this is like the beginning of that in real time. <laughs> and I've never done an episode where it's like that, just in the middle of like, is it working? Because this is brilliant. So with, a, with having explained that so well, tell me like, what's it been like on a daily weekly level like obviously i've watched your guys's instagram continuously get follows they're very hard-earned follows 
I wonder if you get better engagement. I wonder the types of people that you've met. Obviously, you met me and now we're doing a podcast. You're in LA. You've probably met a bunch of other people in entertainment. Like, what's that look like? Uh, I think it, it. I think we were pleasantly surprised and almost amazed with the type of response we got immediately. Um, when we first started, we had 142 followers on Instagram. So we had no social media presence. Uh, we, we hadn't put the work. We, had, we, we hadn't done that before. So we now have, I think it is 800 followers. Um, so that's in about six weeks. Um, we feel that generally very high engagement, very interested. There's a lot of positivity and goodwill shared both ways. Um, because a lot of those people, uh, a good amount of those followers are people that we've actually met in real life. We've had conversations with them. Yeah. Um, they were super welcoming, really friendly, and then followers that might have come from them. So they know this person, and it's still somewhat of a personal contact, even if we haven't met that person. Uh, and I think it's safe to say that so far um, it's gone a lot better than even we hoped it would. Like we thought the idea was amusing. We enjoyed it. We thought other people would enjoy it, but people have been so welcoming and giving us such a giving us their time as you say it's it's really been and, and as you say yes it's la so what are the kind of, <laughs> what are the kind of interesting people you've met um and there's certainly been some of those um there was a guy we dropped the flyers place and he's um very high up at the grammys um and he messaged like us yep. he messaged us and um he said wow this is amazing i love this idea um and a week later, he didn't. He was like, "Oh, I don't need you to wash my car, but come over and have a chat, and let's talk some marketing and you know ideas and how you can expand this further." So that was uh, that was definitely uh, an interesting. And he gave one. us a lot of positive feedback on our music specifically, which for someone who's kind of at the top of the music industry, the people that they're dealing with, to have that encouragement, that was about you know two and a half weeks into our idea, uh, wow. it was really encouraging, and we've had that. Pr- very regularly, uh, we've had a number of high-profile people reach out. We had a guy. Well, who was he? He was the uh, head president previously, the president of um, which record? Island Records. Records. Island Records, I think, was it? Wow. Yeah, we did, we did that about a week so and he half was, ago. Yeah, he was president back in the late '80s, early '90s, sort of thing. So he wasn't involved anymore, but um, he Still. got us over because he thought it was a really interesting idea. He asked us if we're um, looking for. Um, a record contract and we were like mm, not sure and he said well you probably shouldn't be um, <laughs> he said by the time a record label will pick you up these days you're probably already at the point where you can do it yourself um yeah so that was that was his take on I it think anyway actually going on from that he, he, before you go on to that he actually um he posted up flyer and our idea on his facebook and uh, someone commented on it who was the former president of ireland in england so we've had wow. two former presidents of Ireland say that it's <laughs> a really good idea. So yeah. that was quite encouraging. But one of the things wow. on that that we've tried to do is not actually look at it from the point of view of let's see who we can get to and get our big break, but rather let's build our business from scratch here. And so yeah. if, every and make fans one at a time. Exactly. So every yeah. person is just as as important as the next. And we've we're trying to act on that. Again, literally, not just as words, but with every person you meet is just as valuable. They're a person you're meeting. They could be a fan. And it's how to build a business in the right way with a, with a network that's full of goodwill. Uh, so we have met a lot of quite a number of high-profile people across entertainment. We've also met just, you know, more everyday people across LA. And that we feel just as important to our project. 
and its yeah. success and the sort of roll on it's starting to get as anyone else. Oh, yeah, I think to have goodwill from each individual person is like, that's, that's really valuable. something. That's really valuable. Um, what we I gonna couldn't say? agree more. Like, I think about back in the day when I was touring with bands, right? And I wasn't even uh, a member of the bands, right? I was tour managing or selling merch or just on the behind the scenes. But I believed so much in the artists that I would tour with and every level of like working with artists. I think that the direct engagements and the real conversations on a one-on-one -on -one level that you can have with any fan at a concert is what turns you into a real band and a real business and gives you a sustainable career. So anytime on the road, even myself not being a band member, I'd go out at the end of the night and I'd sell CDs and I'd talk to every person at the concert and everyone just because I think that that exact thing is so, so important. And again, what I love so much about what you're doing is it's given you a way to do that without a venue. We don't have venues right now. We exactly. don't have concerts right now. And even if we yep. did, who like you, that's a whole other struggle that you're going to have to be like, I promise we're good. Take us on tour. Let us support you. So it's like you're shortcutting all these steps and building such, such real connections and goodwill with people. And it's like, are you not accomplishing that same end game product really when you think about it? And that's what I think is so brilliant. Yeah, I guess the COVID factor we haven't even really discussed that this idea was born out of COVID, the fact that there was felt like no other way to promote yourself. Normally, we would be looking to play live, the traditional way to gain an audience of people first listening to your music. Uh, but in a lot of ways, we feel this is, yeah, like you're saying, it's, it's covering a lot of ground. Necessity is the mother of invention. And this idea we're meeting real people, the attitude you speak to people with stays with them. So if you go along with a genuine attitude of openness and friendship and give them some of your time they give you that in return and yeah. listen to your music for, which is obviously part of one of the end, end goals and i think you were asking about sort of like how it's gone and the reactions and that sort of thing I, I i think something we were all surprised by was how much generosity we received in return wow. um we would just we were really just like okay we'll get a follow and we'll wash your car that's it but people yeah. are like going above and beyond wanting to do more i think like one um Fun story attached to that is there was a photographer who got our um, got our flyer. I don't know how Matt got it. He got um, it online through a friend of a friend. That's right, got friend of a friend. A guy. That's right. It was a guy whose car we washed. He shared it. A DJ that he knew shared it, and then this photographer came across it, um, and he said, "Wow, I love this idea. If you guys come out and wash my car, I'll do do a free photo shoot for you." Oh um, yeah, I saw yeah. that, and then he did an yeah. entire uh, like a ten-minute yeah. vlog yeah. post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it and was really fun, and he put a lot of effort into it, and he actually did it brilliantly. So, talking of sort of documenting the story as it goes, that moment a few weeks ago told our story right then, and he he put a lot of energy and goodwill way above what we felt we were giving, but he yeah. returned it, you know, above and beyond because of what he felt we were prepared to offer. He said, give us a phone call. Bud called him up and said, hey, Matt, it's Bud and blah, 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 and had a chat. And then we, when we played the video that he made, that whole phone call was on the video. <laughs> yeah. I was like, luckily I, I came across okay in that phone call. I had no idea. I was, on, I was on video. He's got his face there having a chat and laughing while he's speaking to me for the first time. Right. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I watched that video. I, I that's, that's so crazy. And you're right. He did such a great job. And he was like a very professional photographer. And yeah, yeah. he got you those amazing yeah. promo photos. Like, that's really cool. And did that vlog that directly yeah. promotes everything you're doing. And he did all that in exchange for a car wash. 
I think, that was, yeah, that was, I think we got, yeah. Yeah, I think we might've got the better end of the deal. On yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think also it's just so crazy, right? It's like in LA specifically, at least myself, like I feel like it's so much of like what people can take from you. So when somebody comes to you and offers like a kind gesture, or like goes above and beyond, it's just like a random ki- act of kindness. You're like, it's, it's genuinely off-putting, not in a bad way, but like it just catches you off guard where you're like, what? Wait, there's like, an element yeah. of suspicion. What? The, the yeah. Old, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. So, like, so we've, a recent question we've had actually from uh, generally a few older people have sort of asked, wait, what does this do for your career? Why are you offering mm. this? What's the benefit of it? And I guess they don't really explain the, uh, they don't really understand the value of social media and even, you know, the goodwill that's, associated, that's sort of coming along with it. But it's yeah. creating an unusual story. And it, we're giving something and people are giving back so much their time. It definitely feels like we're part of an adventure. Um, yeah. In a way, like we're just going along with this adventure and seeing what happens. Right. Like it legit, like it does feel like this social experiment. Like I have not seen anything quite like this. And that's (laughs) in 2021 with how much social media has gone on. That's a rare thing to say. Even when we met you, um, Andy had got it, hit the flyer at his door, I think. Yes, and so he, he messaged us and said, I'll come along to this place. Yep. I hadn't, I didn't know about race service. Um, we turned up and we're like, oh, okay, what's going, what, <laughs> what, what's happening here? What is this? He didn't know what was going on. He just said, come out. And then Dion, so what did you see? The uh, You've got the, uh, the Toyota 86 with the Ferrari engine in it, which I reckon that's I right. like, oh, this is the real deal. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah oh, that's a very place. internet famous car. And, yeah, and, and then we ended up washing five cars in a row at your place. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone there. Totally unexpected. But if we right. go along from that, from that, what occurred for us even from uh, that moment is true. Uh, we played our first show in LA because of your contact with you uh, and oh, race service. No. So the boys. Oh yeah, with Oilstein. Yeah, Oilstein yeah, Lab yeah. and Dropped Alpha, who are also pretty well known in the motoring industry in LA. Um, they saw what happened at race service and said, we're having a car meet. Can you guys come down? And uh, they said, play music, wash cars, hang out, whatever. Do, do what you want. Don't do it. And we're like, would you like us to bring instruments? They're like, yes, if you want, whatever. And yeah. they're like, we're like. Well, so we turned up at like 7 in the morning um, and we set up our instruments uh, next to the coffee shop. In um, a car park outside. In a car park. And uh so we started playing after a little while. We played for maybe like an hour, hour and 15 minutes. Um, and then we took a mid-set break as a band normally does. But as a band normally doesn't do, we went and washed five cars. <laughs> and then after that, we went back to playing music. And I don't want to go too far, but I feel like that could be the first time ever that a band has taken a mid-set break to wash some cars. And people were like, what the hell is going on? This is amazing. Chaos in the best way. I love yeah, that. Again, that. I think that event shot, sort of encapsulated what it's done for us and that when taking the break and washing the car, it kind of broke down walls and we kind of spoke to and got the attention of everyone at that event. They were yeah. like, what's going on? And as they realized what it was, they all felt cheerful and happy and we had a chat and everyone really enjoyed the originality and the fact we actually worked hard and wash the cars properly. We didn't just, you know, we tried to do, we tried to incorporate that. And yeah, it, yeah. it really encapsulated uh, the response we've got in that moment as well. 
Yeah, well, it's also like it just shows that like you're not above things, right? Like I think that there's this yeah. weird, uh, maybe ego is the wrong word, but it's like you want to maintain a certain level of image, especially mm-hmm. in a city yeah. like LA. Yeah. So the fact that you're like grown dudes and you're just like, yeah, we're not above this. Like, yeah, we're going to wash your car. This is what we said we were going to do. It's like, again, it's this weird, refreshing feeling of like humanizing people and reminding people that it's like nobody's above anyone just like go out work hard chase the things you believe in and i think that that shows that so well in a physical act cool yeah i'm glad you think think so i really agree because i've often felt that about music Uh, in some ways image does go along with that and people is that there's always some aspect of people thinking that they have to try to be something personality wise and that kind of all the way they present themselves exactly and Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily it doesn't have to be the case you can be really talented and make really good music without being anything other than a normal person that yeah and and you as you say being prepared to just work hard and be the same as everyone else and also an artist it's yeah you know i mean there are plenty like that but there's an element of the industry that isn't like that yeah and obviously as everyone knows it's um to get a chance to play music, which is what you love doing, is a privilege. And yeah. you shouldn't be afraid to work for that privilege of getting people listen to your music and support you. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a perfect segue to this next kind of piece that I wanted to ask about is it is a privilege, but here we are in this day and age where like if you chase your dream hard enough and work hard enough and have a good enough product, like it's a very real chance that you can live off of that, which is amazing. It's magic. Mm-hmm. However, Here you are currently talking to me in an Airbnb that you're renting all the way from New Zealand, grown adults, brothers, like I I have to wonder, like, that's a huge jump. That's a huge leap of faith. Like I would have to imagine that you had careers or jobs back home. You have some amount of family, like, damn, did you take a leap? Like, how long are you going to be able to keep this going? What did life look like before this? Like, I just like, that's crazy. That's crazy that you're doing this on a daily level and you like really took that jump. Uh, how are you surviving? How long can you do this? Where are you living in LA? Like, what's the bigger picture that you think about? How long does this go? Well, I guess the beginning of the story. Yeah, good question. That's a, let's go into the, um, the beginning of the um, story would be when we, got a 21 song set together we were living in australia at the time this is the end of 2019 in a small beachside town in australia yeah a lot of new zealanders uh end up living in australia so it's quite common for uh new zealanders to be in australia um yeah we got a 21 song set together and we're like okay we need to we need to really start doing this properly as a band previously to that we've been working in restaurants restaurant managers etc yeah good high and fairly high-end restaurants we'd managed so we had yeah so it was a job career kind of thing yeah but we always had music like with three brothers so we grew up with music together and we always had music as an idea that we would you know pursue but uh i think once we got all those songs together and like yeah we need to be playing this live and we were living in a small town so we needed to go somewhere bigger so it was either this is the end of 2019 it was either we go to um Melbourne. We go to Melbourne or else North America. And we're like, let's take the biggest step. Let's go to North America. So we sold up everything in Australia and we started off in Toronto. Um, and we started, we had some contacts there. So we started playing shows, um, built, trying, you know, starting off with building a fan base with our, the live music that we had, the live set we had, our original song. Yeah, that was the beginning of the fan base for us that we were starting. Yeah. Out. And then um, very soon into us arriving there, COVID hit. And 
all the shows that we booked, all the shows that we booked got shut down. It's a good, it's a good part of the adventure story because, as he said, we we sold everything where we were living. Yes, I don't know if they mentioned, but we sold everything. We were like, we're doing this. We're making it. Normally, you know, non-COVID times is like, okay, that's a big jump, but you're still, you know, you're doing it. And then when we went to Canada and everything got shut down, it's like, well, this was not the plan at all. Oh my god! And, and so we were part of it. The second part of that was also, as far as supporting ourselves at that point, we were also working in restaurants because, of course, Toronto has an excellent restaurant and scene. And that's not there and, either. And also, restaurants get shut down. So our sort of <laughs> our entire game plan is now dead in the water. Um, but we were not to be easily deterred, having made this step. So we, well, we did have the option. We could have like gone back home to Australia at the very beginning of it, but we were like, we'd we'd, yeah, we, we, we we've committed. sold it. We committed. It was we only a few months ago that we'd arrived. Um, so we so we actually spent the better part, basically a whole year working as movers. Uh, so like w- residential and commercial movers, we got uh, we we found we were lucky to have work, but being willing to work hard. We it was found, one of the few essential services yeah. that still went through the. We found know, it was quite yeah. easy for us to work hard and get jobs in that. And so we work pretty much seven days a week through the Canadian winter so in it, Toronto. It kind of puts oh it kind God. of puts like washing cars and people saying, you know, working hard washing cars in perspective for us because we had no other options really. We were lifting sofa beds up ice covered stairs <laughs> when it's like, you know, five or ten degrees outside. And, you know, people do harder jobs than that, but it's also a somewhat tough job sometimes. We, so washing a car in the LA sunshine and getting to chat to people does not feel like hard work. And so part of it was that we, um, we at that time, we got a lot of work doing that and we just worked as much as possible. I think there were a couple of months we had two days off, for example. We just worked constantly. So and that's, we were doing... We were doing 12-hour days regularly, some yeah. 15, and the longest we did was a 19-hour day. That was on the back of doing 17 days straight. Yeah. Uh, so we were prepared to work. So we were working hard. And <laughs> so you ask about, like, how long we can carry on with this idea. We, because there was nothing open and nothing else to do except work because of COVID, so we just worked and worked and managed to save enough money. We were in a position now where we can do this. Set ourselves up for this push. Yeah. yeah. Holy uh, crap. And I mean, I guess too, if anything, like if you run out of funds, it's not like you can't move stuff in LA and it's like, it's not like you don't have exactly. uh, valuable skills that you can pick up and apply for however long you need to. That's yeah. it. We've exactly. that, we, yeah, been willing to work generally opens doors and various things for you. So we can, we've got expertise in restaurants, so high end restaurants. We can, we did move into a very high level. Like we're moving again in the company we work with, but Wealthy plate. Uh, you buy wealthy you buy a bed from IKEA and need to set it up. I can do it a lot quicker than you can. Holy crap! Brings us up to date. That, then we, when we came to LA, when we saw the opportunity, uh, and then we sat around and thought, how are we going to promote ourselves in LA, the entertainment capital? There are so many people in entertainment here. Let's find a way to access them. So here we are. Wow. So you're not stopping, like you. There's you've kind of passed that like point of no return. Like you're not stopping because I still see dirty cars in LA every day. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Rubicon is a long way back. Uh, yes, but we passed the point of no return, and things are opening up musically for us as well. As far as what like, we mentioned, there was that one show we played a second front neighborhood show, like a mini block party recently, 
Um, and that went really well. Again, on a Sunday afternoon in the LA sunshine, people loved hearing live music again. And we've got a number of other people talking about getting us to play live in a similar fashion and a safe outdoor COVID positive so way. Even um, venues are starting to be able to open up at small capacities. And even before that, people can safely gather outdoors on the street and driveways, that sort of thing. So, yeah, we're getting a few offers and for so that as possible. All the benefits of the work we've put in over the last six weeks, car washing, are coming back as far as we're starting to know quite a lot of people and contacts who want to see us play and help us play, which is yeah. obviously one of the main goals with us as so, a band. So in real time, as best as we could say, yeah. it's working. Yes, yeah. And yeah, definitely. We see we see a light at the end of the tunnel, as it were, to a path to a sustainable career for ourselves. We feel like we are building that, and it is happening. Which That's is a nice so deal. crazy. So, my last question to that is like, simply stated, are you happy? Like, do you feel so much better now that you're chasing what can, like you consider to be the dream? Like, you had a life in restaurants you, you you did this crazy change and now you're doing it like you committed to the thing you love like do you feel a level now of happiness yeah i uh, think it's a, and a level of satisfaction it is i think satisfaction yeah. would be the word we use it's been very satisfying to see to see this grow uh the way it has and to be putting like full-time work um you know like every single day Easter Sunday yesterday, we were washing cars, <laughs> meeting people, networking, etc. Don't say that. You're not supposed to work on the Sabbath. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> satisfying to be, you know, working every day nonstop on the on the career and having it on the music career and having an opportunity to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. Very, very satisfying. Yes, that's so cool. That's really cool. Like again, it's. I didn't really know what this episode would be like, right? And I, I didn't know, like, this is so much an in real time thing. And, mm -hmm. you know, like, you're about to crack a thousand followers, right? Like, it's yeah. still the very beginning of your journey. Yeah. But that's what I thought was so interesting. And to just talk about this so candidly and to hear it right now, it's like, how often do you get this story happening in real time? I guess what I really want out of this episode is I hope that it inspires anyone else listening to this to be like, damn, like I'm not above doing what I need to do to chase that dream. And here's some people out there and they're not balling outrageous yet. And they don't have hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram, but here they are about to crack a thousand incredibly satisfied and so much happier than where they were, you know, once moving ice covered furniture, <laughs> furniture well, and ice covered so stairs. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us. We, we really enjoy speaking to you and, yeah. you know, your warmth and sort of uh, the humanity you do this thing with, we really appreciate. So it's a real pleasure for us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, again, it's, I, I try to be all over the place with this podcast and I'm never chasing or I'm never trying to just talk to specifically artists or specifically managers or this or that. Like, I just love to talk to people that are chasing their dreams and doing inspiring things. And y'all definitely check that box. So it's, this is really cool for me as well. Yeah. And I like how you've, you've really summed up the vibe of what we're doing as well. So that's appreciated as well. Of course. So then of course the, the, the most important part to conclude is anyone here listening yeah. <laughs> where can they find you if they're in la how do they get the car wash if they're not how do they hear the music like it's let's just, blow this up it's it's incredibly simple emperor's night on instagram 
you give us a DM. We've got a, I, we put a funny little thing where if you just send us a little car emoji, that's all you need to do. We'll, we'll contact yeah, you. We'll, we'll organize a car wash. We'll come out and we'll come and wash your car. Actually, you can, you can help us here because you can tell everyone listening how good the car wash was. If it was yeah. satisfactory. Were there, were there, were there so, was there anything wrong? Please tell us so we can improve. Top-notch car wash. I mean, I'll say just yesterday is the first time I washed my car since then. So it held up, what's that, like two, three weeks? Three weeks, yeah. yeah. We know yeah. you get around LA. And also, yeah. as you mentioned, if you go to Instagram, you can find all our links. For, we're on Spotify, all the usual avenues like that if you want to hear the music. That's great. That's so, so awesome. So there it is. Thank you guys so, so much. And I, I'm so excited to watch the journey continue to unfold. Uh, I, I genuinely believe that if you've made it through all of this in the middle of COVID and moving furniture in the middle of winter in Canada, like uh, y'all have got this. So I'm just excited <laughs> yeah. to watch it play out even more. Thanks, Andrew. Yeah. Thanks very much, Andrew. Appreciate Thank you, it. Andrew. Of course.